Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller, and this is a pro wrestling show, hence the very catchy name, and happy Raw Rumble season to you all. Do you remember when it was just WrestleMania season? And we still say that, but now people have started saying Raw Rumble season. So it gets very confusing, because Raw Rumble season only lasts a few weeks. I mean, it's going to happen this Saturday, and then we're done. And never forget, I am the guy. I am the person who hates, not, I would say secretly hates, it's not even a secret. I am the person that does not want the Royal Rumble on a Saturday because I am a very lucky person and you're allowed to hate me. And I very, very much enjoyed getting up on a Monday to watch the Royal Rumble or staying up late on a Sunday, depending on what I wanted to do or how I felt or how tired I was. And now I don't get to do that anymore, but I don't care because I know that the majority of you out there do very much prefer it on a Saturday and that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. And it's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into the Royal Rumble. Something I did want to do, and I promise you, we're not going to spend too long on this. But people have been so nice to me on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Simon316, that I thought what I'll do is all the new patrons that come on, I just want to give you a shout out at the start of the show. I hope this doesn't come across bad to the people that have supported me a long time. And if it does, DM me and we can sort it out. So again, I don't want it to be too long, but thank you very much to Freak Show, to Joe Parkinson, to Dominic137, to my man Alex Gilbert. He's lovely, uh, the chairman and owner of UKPW. Good promotion over here in the UK. Uh, thank you very much for joining the patron and allowing me to do these, um, these shows every single week. And yes, I will make sure I continue to shout out as we go on. But you see, it was nice and quick so we can get into the meat and bones, which of course is the Raw Rumble. Now, credit to WWE. I really enjoyed Raw. thought it was a really, really good show. I wouldn't necessarily say they did a good job in promoting the Raw Rumble itself, as in the matches, but it's the Raw Rumble, so it sells itself. It doesn't matter. I mean, you could tell me that you could you could spawn number one and say a chicken was going to be in it, like a literal chicken, and the chicken would come out to some you know, WWE like clucky music, and you wouldn't be able to control it because it's a chicken. And I would still tune into the Raw Rumble because I'd be hoping that two through to thirty would be a lot better than a random chicken and some other chicken would win and we'd moan on reddit but we'd still come back and watch because we had problems so i didn't really mind it like i thought it was a bit you know there was all the stuff with the the women in the six-man tag and we had the street prophets and the dirty dogs and Rey mysterio and dominic the really really bizarre thing about all them is that they turned the raw rumble into a joke <laughs> it was all like oh man it's so much fun to throw each other out of the top rope oh man we're friends we're laughing like proper anchorman stuff which was very strange and of course none of those guys are winning the raw rumble so to have them as your cornerstone to try and promote it i thought it w- was quite fascinating but again i get it it sells it sells itself i did think everything with brock lesnar and bobby lashley was good i'm a big fan of goofiness as you know so I wasn't that scared about the segment. Like as soon as they announced the segment, I saw so many people go, oh no, it's sports entertainment. But there's nothing wrong with sports entertainment when it's done right. And I thought it was quick. It was easy. It was a refreshing start. It wasn't the usual show long promo. I think Brock and Bobby are smashing it right now. And I really liked everything with the spelling bee. Chad Gable, how, why the flub? We ever decided to call him Shorty G and not pretend that he wasn't this amazing character, amazing wrestler. I will never know. Some of the transitions and reversals he did on Randy Orton. What a terrific match. I mean, they're probably going to lose the tag team championships. Given that we are doing three, so we've got Scooter Race next week and then another one, I wonder if they're holding this off to the Elimination Chamber, which is going down in Saudi Arabia. Maybe they're going to hold it up to WrestleMania. I very much doubt it. But 
I kind of worry that as soon as Otis and Gable have lost the championships, they're going to be lost in the shuffle again. And I don't want it to happen. Also, never forget that Otis tried to spell, was it mental or Emmental the cheese? And he, and he didn't say the A <laughs> because it wasn't part of the story. I love that so much. It's the most relatable thing anybody has ever done. It's just like, you have to spell this word right. Oh, it's okay, I'll spell it right. And in the moment, you're nervous. Your brain is playing tricks on you and you forget one letter. He probably didn't even realize. But we've all been in a position like that, which really... Just by his nature, Otis should be a babyface because he's so damn lovable. But hey-ho, WWE doesn't want to do it. So I thought that was good. I really enjoyed AJ Styles versus Austin Theory. Admittedly, sure, a little bit too long. But I like what they're doing with Austin Theory. I wouldn't particularly say that he's one of my guys, as we've talked about a lot here on the, you know, on the podcast. Just people you gravitate towards and you don't really know, don't really know why. But I've always said wrestling isn't made for me. WWE isn't making content for me. And I just want to see new stars being developed. And if they see something in Austin Theory, great. You know, the best thing about it is there was no stupid finish. No disqualification, no distraction. It was just AJ Styles got the better of the quote-unquote rookie. But the commentators made, you know, made sure to say, look, Austin Theory you know, went toe-to-toe with an experienced AJ Styles for a long time. Tried to cheat to win which maybe shows up his inexperience and the referee caught him. So who knows what's going to happen? So much more interesting and so much more you can do with that than a DQ, which we did in the Kevin Owens and Damian Priest match. Now, sometimes I do frequent the comic section, not often because, well, that's not true. I do, but you know, when it starts getting a bit insane, <laughs> I check out. And I noticed a few people yesterday completely misconstrued what I said on ups and downs, which is fine. Check it out on What Culture Wrestling. But yes, they were all like, oh, Simon, I don't, why don't you understand? The referee did threaten Damian Priest over and over. I know that. I watched the show. I watch it. I see what happens. And I'm not stupid. So I can figure it out. I just don't like disqualification finishes. And I certainly don't like you beat that guy up too much. We've got to end it. Now, if this is the first time WWE had done it in a long time, great. But they did it on SmackDown. They did it a couple of weeks ago. They do it all the time. And it just feels lame. That's it. It feels lame. I don't like it. Doesn't mean they have to stop doing it. Doesn't mean that you can't like it. It's just an opinion. To me, it doesn't get across whatever you're trying to get across, especially because I thought Damian Priest versus Kevin Owens was great. I think Kevin Owens should probably beat Damian for the United States Championship. Um, and I also want Kevin Owens to win the Royal Rumble, but we'll talk about that in just one second. So maybe that's why you wouldn't do it. The point is, it was the disparity between those two things. Like you got the finish in the AJ Styles Austin Theory match, and I thought it did a great job in expanding and opening up potential storylines. Whereas KO versus Damian Priest was like, if you do not want to have a winner and a loser, don't book it. And you can do that stuff, but I just find WWE does it too much. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you to everyone that got mad at me <laughs> in the comment section. They don't even give me the benefit of the doubt. I mean, no one does that because the whole point of the comment section is it's reactionary. But straight away, it's like, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? And they never listen to what I actually said. It sounds like I care. I don't care that much. I mean, every now and then it will get you, of course, because we're human beings. But genuinely, my approach to all of that stuff is how lucky am I that people give a damn to begin with to, to, to comment on my stuff. So, yeah, I thought Raw did a good, a good, uh, uh, well, did a good job in selling the Raw Rumble, essentially, you know, to, to wrap it up in a nice little a nice little bow. I've just lost my notes, so let me get them up. There we are, Raw Rumble notes. It's an interesting show. We, don't have, we haven't had SmackDown yet, obviously, and WWE does like to add last-minute matches. I don't think we need to. We have six matches. We have four title matches, and we have two Raw Rumbles. That, to me, is a perfect card. And you know it's at least probably going to go, well, it'll definitely go at least three hours because the men's and women's match is 60 minutes. Add 30 minutes for pomp and circumstance, and there's your three hours. So it's probably going to be a four-hour show. So, you know, I don't, I don't need anything else. 
We'll start with Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice, which was the main event segment on Raw. I thought it was fine. It's just not particularly getting me that excited. I don't know why. It's just one of those things that goes over my head. Although I do take great joy in seeing them all do this because you just know that they're having the time of their life. How could you not? Imagine you'd been in this business for an extended period of time and then you got to take your other half on the road and wrestle with them. I bet it must be tremendous. And I still think Maurice is the MVP of this whole thing. She is so tremendous at... Um, well, tremendous is the name of the day. But she's just so good at selling whatever it is she's, tr- she's trying to sell. I completely believe her. And The Miz is always good, and so is Edge and Beth Phoenix. I do hope this is the end of it. And preferably, I would like Edge to leave all of this and fight AJ Styles at WrestleMania, who doesn't seem to have any kind of program lined up either. Oh, I guess it could be Austin Theory, I suppose. But the only other problem I have with this is there's no way The Miz and Maurice wins. Because if The Miz and Maurice wins, we probably have to do this again. And we don't need Edge versus Miz because we've seen it. If you want to do Beth Phoenix versus Maurice on the next show, that's okay. At WrestleMania or the Elimination Chamber. But I don't think Beth is back for a one and done. I think she's probably going to hang around or come and go as Edge does, which is totally fine. But I would probably kick things off with this. Or no, maybe kick things off with one of the Raw Rumbles and do this second. And I would have Edge and Beth Phoenix win. I keep it nice and simple. Embarrass Maurice and the Miz. You know, get them back for smashing a brick into somebody's face, which definitely isn't gratuitous (laughs) or gory, whatever the word that was used. And they're, they're all, I think they're, they, they all play their roles really well. Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop also suffers from the same thing. Raw Women's Championship on the line. I don't think anybody believes Dewdrop's going to win here, and nor should she. It especially doesn't make sense given what my prediction for the Raw Rumble is. And yes, we're in spoiler territory, so make sure you turn off and if you don't want anything being ruined for you. But if Dewdrop did win, it's not like the build has been anything tremendous. Although I thought it was good on Raw. I like their split screen stuff and tying it into their past. But it would actually be a mistake. And this is why I hope down the line we can come back to this and maybe build it up a little bit better. Because Dewdrop, the former Viper, whatever you want to call her, is, um, is very good. What was Dewdrop called in NXT? I can't remember now. Piper Niven. Yes, I didn't have to look it up. Well done, brain. I don't think we will do that because I know how WWE likes to cipher people in and out. But yeah, Becky Lynch will win. I can't believe this will go particularly long because again, we've got a lot to get through. But it'll be fine. It'll be decent. It is nice to see Dewdrop in this spot because she is a far better wrestler than people give her credit for. Right. WWE Universal and WWE title matches kind of blend into one. We have Bobby Lashley taking on Brock Lesnar. We have Roman Reigns taking on Seth freaking Rollins. I have this sneaky suspicion, and we're going to get into all of this, so don't worry, that Seth may beat Roman due to some kind of shenanigans, maybe courtesy of Brock, and then Roman's going to enter the Royal Rumble win it to instantly set up the main event at WrestleMania 37 or 8, whichever one it is, which will be Lesnar versus Reigns, number 722, which is fine. I don't mind it. One of the benefits of having two nights over WrestleMania is there's no real one main event, so something else maybe fresher can can go in night one or night two depending on what we're going depending on what we're going to do and i understand why people wouldn't like that because it goes back to the whole big dog version of roman reigns i suppose and you know he's doing this and he's doing that he doesn't really need to somebody else could probably benefit more from winning the Royal rumble but i do think on the night it'll be a cool shock a cool twist a cool surprise so i wouldn't be totally against it but either way some one of these titles is being changed that's the point because brock isn't going to stay on raw and he will go back to SmackDown again in order to do everything we've just talked about. And I don't see Bobby Lashley beating him. I'd be totally fine if he did. I think it once again would come with some outside nonsense. But given everything we've done leading up to this, I think it's going to be a very quick Paul Heyman smash match match. You know, F5, Hurt Lock, Spear, 
everyone being thrown through announce tables and barricades and into ring posts, and then eventually Brock Lesnar hits a final F5 and he pins Bobby Lashley. Not a problem. I think as long as Bobby Lashley has a good showing, as we've seen at many Royal Rumbles, you know, we've done this a lot with Brock and Survivor Series, he'll come out the other side just fine. I would probably say he is uh, at the peak of his wrestling career at the moment. I think that's fair to say. He's kind of smashing it right now. So I don't think it's massively going to affect him as long as we have plans leading into WrestleMania. And Seth Rollins, to me, just des- deserves, is that the right word? But he, he, he's ready for another championship run. He's ready to go babyface, which, again, we'll talk about in one second. And apparently the rumors were that at day one he was going to win before Roman got COVID and Brock Lesnar took the title. And do not forget, apparently Brock Lesnar was also going to beat Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman was going to do all the shtick. And maybe that's what we do, too. Maybe it's Paul Heyman that screws over a Brock Lesnar or a Roman Reigns. I don't know. And that's how you continue it. But... I mean, in terms of the prediction show, I will go with Seth beating Roman and Brock beating Bobby and then Paul Heyman having something between the two. If we do do that, I do have this overwhelming suspicion that Roman Reigns is going to win. But I think Kevin Owens is the better choice. If Kevin Owens, actually, I think Big E is the best choice, but I think all the stories have changed so much, there's no way we're going to do that. But if Big E, brain, if if, uh, Kevin Owens wins, A, I just think that's awesome. Because aside from his universal title reign back in 2016, I think it'll be one of the biggest accolades he's done so far. And he's been so consistent and so good for so many years. And he's recently signed a new deal. I would like that. It would make me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. And then, of course, you can tie into the narrative of him and Seth being best friends. But now they got to fight each other at WrestleMania. And that caused a bunch of problems. And we all love that, um, uh, you know, we all know that Kevin Owens loves turning on his friends. So, you know, he, he, can, he can do that. Once again, ties into the story. Seth Rollins can go mega babyface, which is also something that we should be doing. Do Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 38. And then bada bing, bada boom, they can make up for, well, not even make up for, but their WrestleMania 36 match was good, but it had no fans because that's the funeral WrestleMania. And I think that's quite a nice story. And Roman can still find his way back to Brock Lesnar. And I do believe at WrestleMania that Roman Reigns will win his championship back. And he too will probably then become a mega babyface. And it's about time, to be honest. He's getting massive cheers anyway. So there are a lot of moving parts here, but it's one of the reasons I think the Royal Rumble could be so good. But either way, one of the, and you know, titles are going to switch brands is what, I, what I'm getting at here. You know, Rollins will probably be in the universal back to Raw, which does mean they'll do a color change and we'll have to stomach it and we'll have to get mad, but we do what we got to do. WWE likes silly things. Right, let's move on to the men's Royal Rumble match, the 30-man Royal Rumble match for a world championship match at WrestleMania 38. I do have a list of entrants here. I don't know how up to, uh, not up to date how, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Official this is. But everywhere I've looked, it seems to be the same. So we have 22 out of 30. So eight surprises, potentially, although more people will declare. We have Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Sheamus, Johnny Knoxville, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Zami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Omos, Randy Orton, Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. I've kind of already gone into this in terms of who I want to win. You know, I think the, the, front, the front three for me are Big E... Although I've kind of gone, not, not, I haven't personally gone off that. I think WWE's gone off it. Um, uh, Roman Reigns, obviously, who's not announced, or Kevin Owens. As an outside bet, I think I've already just said this. I can't remember. You give it to Austin Theory. Why the hell not? You've never really done that in a Royal Rumble. I know it'd be somewhat disappointing, but if you do it right, you've made a super duper star. And other than that, unless we've, I mean, in terms of surprises, could I see someone like Impact World Champion Muse, M- <laughs> Moose? <laughs> Absolutely. Could I see Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder? Yes, maybe, potentially. You may also get a Chelsea Green in the Women's Royal Rumble if you did that too. I could make sense. 
Uh, there was somebody else ahead. Oh, a Rhino or someone like that. A Heath Slater, maybe a Wade Barrett. You know, I think these are all people you could do. None of them are going to win it. But in terms of surprises, I mean, you could even go old school. Maybe you get a Kevin Nash, a Scott Hall, a Tatanka. Oh, there'll be so many. A Honky Tonk Man. You know, there's so many people that could go in there. And I hope we do have a few more surprises because we're in a massive stadium. I think we've sold 40,000 seats. And you do it right, I think people will react big. But I don't think we're going to get, apart from maybe a surprise Roman Reigns, which will affect things, to me, it's between Kevin Owens and Big E. Um, look, if you gave it to someone like Sami Zayn, I would do backflips, but I imagine that he's either going to throw Johnny Knoxville out or Johnny Knoxville is going to throw him out, and that will be that, and we'll move on to something else, which I have no problem with. I think Sami Zayn has been tremendous, as always, in these insane segments, but also, you know, he was just never going to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I would love for him to win the Royal Rumble, but he's just not, and I, I that's just the way that WWE sees it and will never... We'll never truly understand why. Moving on to the women's, we have 21 out of 30. Obviously, a lot of these were announced all at once. And in those 21, we have Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Tamina, there is nobody meaner, Shotzi, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair. Where the hell did Shotzi go? Nikki and Brie Bella, Lita, Michelle McCall, Kelly Kelly, Summer Mickey James, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan. And if you have seen all the surprises or the spoilers going around, I've bought into them. I think it's true. I think Ronda Rousey is going to come back at the Royal Rumble. And I think Ronda Rousey is going to win the Royal Rumble. And then I think at WrestleMania, we're going to do Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. You know what? Totally fine with it. I understand that people roll their eyes and go, oh, Ronda Rousey doesn't deserve it. Especially if we end up with Roman Reigns and Ronda Rousey. My word. I'm going to frequent the internet that day with my popcorn. But I like the story with this one, maybe even more than the Roman Reigns stuff, because I think you can get to Roman versus Brock much easier. You know, you don't need the rumble. But if Ronda Rousey comes back, wins, goes to WrestleMania, Becky Lynch finally beats her after all the craziness a few years ago, then you transition back to Bianca Belair, who was my original winner, because I think back-to-back rumble wins would have done her the world of good. But then you transition back to her, get to SummerSlam, one year after Becky Lynch screwed her, um, uh, Bianca Belair wins her championship back, and we go to town. That's fine. That's perfect. There's also a bunch of stuff you can do in that Rumble. Charlotte can throw out Lita or vice versa. You can do that match at WrestleMania, which I think is good. If Bailey is even 70%, I'd put her in the Rumble because, you know, smoke and mirrors. I'd have her chuck out Bianca Belair and I'd have that as a WrestleMania match. And there's probably is going to be some more surprises. I mean, the rumor this week is that the Iconics were offered a chance to come back and understandably, they said no. They probably took that as a slap to the face. It's like, oh, you're telling us you had no women, but you still fired us. I mean, they should never have done that, but we don't we don't need to get into it. Yeah, but when you do go through that list, I don't want Charlotte Flair to win it as the champion. I always find that a little bit boring's a bit strong. I just I thought it was cool with Brock Lesnar last year, but I, I don't want to do it too much, especially because we did it back in, in 2016. There's this rumor going around that Mickey James is going to win, which I would love, but it's not going to happen. With her, I just hope she comes out with the Impact World Championship. I think that would be a good rub for Impact. Impact are never going to dent WWE at this stage. It's just not, not going to happen. So I don't think we need to worry about that. And I think the fans would enjoy it and it would be goodwill all round. So that would be pretty good. And we should probably talk about the Summer Rae stuff. I mean, Summer Rae was on Raw last week, week before. Or SmackDown she was on, sorry. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. She was on WWE TV. There's a lot of wrestling. And she was described as a WWE legend. Now, firstly, WWE uses that term as a a piece of marketing anyway. But also, for everybody that got mad about it, just let Summer Rae be called a legend. Imagine you were this person. I'm sure that Summer Rae doesn't compare herself to Steve Austin or The Rock. I'm sure she's aware of her place. But would you like someone to call you out like this? No, you probably wouldn't. And furthermore, let's not forget that no matter how she got there, she got to WWE. She wrestled some matches. She had a pretty damn good platform. 
I think we all forget about this. Wrestlers are just human beings, you know. Listen to me yelling from my soapbox. But they are just human beings and they have feelings. And I bet they're all damn proud that they had a dream in whatever guise to become a professional wrestler and they made it to the big time, which is what WWE is. And there's other big times too. They're not the only big time, but they're certainly the most well-known big time. And then for a bunch of people to go, oh, I don't like that you called Summer Rae a legend. Get a real problem, man. That's your biggest problem today? The Summer Rae got called a legend? What? You must be loaded. <laughs> you can't have money problems because that ain't getting into your brain. You must have the best relationship ever. Your job must be great. When you go outside, cake must just fall into your mouth and it doesn't store us fat. <laughs> you must be living the dream because you decided on a random Thursday, how dare they? How dare they call Summer Rae a legend? What is wrong with you? That's right. I said it. <laughs> I said it on my podcast. Let these things go. It doesn't matter. At all. And I mean it. And there's going to be at least five people listening to this now melting down in their house. Check yourself. <laughs> Look in the mirror. This ties into the Alexa Bliss stuff. I don't get the Alexa Bliss storyline. It is not for me. I'm not the be all and end all when it comes to wrestling. Look at me. You can't right now. Find a picture. I'm an idiot. <laughs> of course I am. But just because I give it a down or whatever, it doesn't mean that WWE shouldn't be doing it. It doesn't mean that Alexa Bliss isn't doing a good job. She is. It's just not what I want to see on my wrestling TV. But people come crazy at me. Cheap plug at Twitter. Simon316, follow me. It makes me feel good. And all, I've gone crazy. And they're all like, ah. That's the noise they make on Twitter. They just smash their keyboard. Mwah. You don't like Alexa Bliss? No. What are you talking about? Just, this isn't a story for me. How am I meant to like every single story in wrestling? Anyway, we're going to stop this now. Point is, Ronda Rousey will win. And you don't like that either. Same people. Mwah. Look. It's a business decision. I'm not saying there's not other people that would benefit more from a wrestling standpoint, but from a business decision, this is going to do WWE a lot of good. People will be excited about it. People will want to see it. It will be talked about on, on ESPN and CBS Sports and all these kind of stuff. And coming out of the Royal Rumble into WrestleMania, that's exactly what they want. That's the, kind of the whole point. So that's my predictions for the Royal Rumble. If you've got any, again, get in touch with me at Simon316, Instagram, Twitter, and let me know what you think. I do think it will be a good show. I really do. I think we'll wake up on the Sunday, I was about to say Monday, and I think we'll be like, oh, sweet, man. You know, I, I'm happy that um, I'm happy the Royal Rumble happened. Let's face it. Sometimes people wake up after a WWE <coughs> premium live event, and they don't feel that way. I don't think that's going to be the case here. Talking of WrestleMania, we also know now that we're getting the Hall of Fame, which apparently is going to air after SmackDown. I wonder why. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're getting an NXT Stand and Deliver event, I think it's called, or is it the Vengeance one? No, I think Vengeance is in February. I can't remember. Point is, we're getting a pay-per-view for NXT or a, you know, a premium live event, a special event. And it's going to air, I believe, a matinee performance before WrestleMania Night 1. That's a lot of wrestling. Like, if you're going to that weekend you're going to watch two hours of smackdown on friday i presume you're going to go to the hall of fame which is two hours that's four add three for nxt so what's that seven i would imagine that wrestlemania minimum over two days will be eight hours so we're up to like 14 then you've got raw i mean it's like 17 18 19 20 hours depending how long these things are going to go i can do it i get to tuesday and i want to punch myself in the face and that <laughs> that's how i feel anyway but look you don't have to go to all these things. I think it'd be cool. WrestleMania weekend. Fans are back. Hopefully other companies can sort of piggyback off the off the back of them. Never understood why people got upset about that. Use it, man. You've got wrestling fans in town. You want to make some money. You want to, you know, be profitable and keep your businesses going. I'm never, I'm never going to get upset by it. So that's the lay of the land with WWE. I think I think they're in good shape, as they usually do. Uh, they usually get in good shape when they um uh, get to, what do you call it? 
well, April. I mean, July through to July. What am I trying to say here? Why am I having a breakdown? I'm still so mad about the other thing I was talking about. Point is, WrestleMania Raw Rumble season comes and all of a sudden WWE seems to remember. Oh yeah, we can, you know, we can book well. Uh, but moving on through to AEW before we do answer some questions. We have the beach break that's happening tonight. This show to me looks absolutely rammed. And I'm very, very, very pumped for this as well. This is how AEW's got it listed on their website. CM Punk will speak. Never a bad thing. Probably set up a match with MJF maybe next week because AEW's in Chicago. Uh, Going to get a promo from Britt Baker. Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. Let's go all in on that heel turn. Thank you very much. Uh, Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz versus Daniel Garcia in 2.0. Man, turn Santana and Ortiz as well. Beat Jericho up. Do it. The Lana match between, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. That's going to rock. And then after all of that, we've got the Lights Out Unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. And that's quite the lineup. And then more is probably going to be added even as I'm talking now. So, yeah, lots of cool things to, to, to be prepared for. Um, what, what, I read something else the other day that I wanted to talk about, and it's completely slipped my mind. Well, the point is, is that I think it's going to be a good show. And it's nice to see... AEW doing sort of really, really well in the ratings at the moment too. You're not allowed to say that because as soon as you say that, people go, oh, you didn't say that about, AEW, uh, about WWE. I want all wrestling companies to do good in the ratings. Like when that, I think Raw yesterday did a 0.46 or something and all you saw was people going, oh, it's rubbish, it's rubbish. What? I mean, it probably is not as good as they wanted to, especially compared to last year, but at least it went up from last week. And I know there's no football now, but as long as it keeps going up, that should be the main thing. Anyway, that's enough of that. I don't want to get into ratings. Like, who really cares? I mean, that's not true. So many people care. But as long as I walk away enjoying the, the show, what difference does it make? If another million people watched it. Imagine you had to go and survey all of them. You wouldn't do it. Anywho, let's move away from that. Because what I would like to do is take a few minutes to thank everybody that was tremendously, well, kind to me, to be to be honest, at Progress Wrestling this weekend. That's right. If you don't know, and I know not everybody knows, you know, you can be a WWE and AEW fan. That's more than fine. Progress Wrestling is an independent promotion out here in the UK. Definitely one of the biggest ones that we have. And it airs on the WWE Network. So if you want to see me doing hosting duties, you can. It was chapter 127. I believe it drops on the day of the Royal Rumble on Saturday. So, yes. I don't know how it works on Peacock now. But if you have access to the Progress stuff, I shall be on it. And... I mean, that's pretty much it. I got to host the show. I got to get into it with Anthony Agogo. Again, I will leave that out in the ether for you to find out for yourself. And I was convinced I was going to get booed. Convinced. Because I get it. You know, it's a hardcore fan base and some people aren't massively into the YouTube stuff and for some reason hate it. I don't get that point. I mean, you don't have to like it, but why it becomes this evil thing, I, I, I don't know. We're just a bunch of fans having fun. I think that's probably where it gets misconstrued. Like you, you can have a, you can fantasy book and people take it as read. Anyway, different conversation to a different day. But no, the reaction was very, very warm, very, very lovely from the people in the crowd to everybody backstage. And I had a really good time. I, I, I had a joy. I was essentially given a microphone and told I could run Riot, which, which I did do. And everybody gave me some very kind and some very pleasing feedback. So thank you very much. And yeah, so that's the 29th, is it on? 27th, 29th? I think it's going up that day. I'm not 100% sure. But if you'd like me to like to watch my debut in Progress Wrestling and an awesome pop for Anthony Agogo. It's one of those moments I was in the ring. I was like, oh, okay, I see why it's just cool to be part of these moments. Definitely go and check it out. And um, lots of people are asking me, Simon, you know, where's this going to go? What's the end game? It's professional wrestling, man. So, so you wait and see. And talking about professional wrestling, I finally get back into the ring this Sunday with UPW down in Yeovil for their 10th anniversary show. And I defend my, my BLW title. 
it's the first match I had in 2022. I take a pause as I try and figure this out. As again, as I recover from my my surgery, still not 100% there, but I should be well enough to put something together. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then, yeah, we'll get into February and hopefully we can start resting all the time again, which I certainly have missed. You know, health and fitness is the most important thing, but that's all my little wrestling updates for now. And I've closed my questions down because I am a moron. Let me get them up. Some of these may be a little out of date because I asked them last week. And then, as always, just time time gets away from me, as it does happen. Where the hell is it? Actually, mostly this weekend, it was I was getting ready for progress. And I wanted to make sure I had, had all my ducks in a row. But anyway, Daytona says, about the heel character that you've been doing recently on the indies, which is my UPW character happening this Sunday. I've been enjoying it loads. Thank you. Have you got any plans to expand on it that you can talk about or would that interfere with your work with what culture? I hope that makes sense. Um, well, I'm never going to tie the two in with what culture. I mean, I have thought about this before, but I thought I, I wouldn't want to tune into an ups and downs and have someone being an asshole at me. Maybe you could do it for one show or one episode, but eventually I think it would get quite tired. I mean... In terms of expanding on it, it's mostly just expanding the character as we go. Like, I wanted to be heel for ages because I totally believe if you want to get good at professional wrestling, you need to be good at all sides. And UPW, bless them, said, uh, you, know, you know, we'll give it a shot. Kapow Wrestling have also let me do that, as well as Vortex Wrestling. These are the main places I'm a heel right now, I think. Oh, and TNT too. And what I'm trying to do in all these four promotions is do something different. So in UPW, it's Moneymaker Miller. And yes, we did that. So it's Triple M. We're deliberately trying to prod the bear here. And it's all about my YouTube success going to my head and running around in stupid clothes and, you know, bossing people around. You've then got the Kapow one, Kapow Wrestling. And make, make sure you check all these out too on YouTube or whatever you want to do. Uh, that's more of the bald a-hole character. <laughs> you know, more like a... If you've ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's like a Larry David one. Like the things you'd want to say when you were in the worst mood, but you don't do it because it would make you a sociopath. <laughs> so we're doing that there. TNT, I really do like. That's proper old school. I'm just going to kick your ass um, and just be a dick heel. So that's quite, you know, that's quite good. And Vortex... Vortex is probably an amalgamation of all of them put together. But no, I mean, they're all still a work in progress. And they're all still me trying stuff to see what would, uh, what, how they, you know, uh, get a reaction from a crowd. Which is the other good thing about independent wrestling is you get to be really creative and try this stuff. Sometimes in front of a camera, sometimes not. And then just, yeah, what worked, what didn't work and so on and so forth. But I will have more information, yes. And thank you very much for your kind words. Uh, Merck says, hey, Simon, I've got one for you. Ricochet Montes Ford versus Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix. Uh, which team do you got? Also, keep kicking ass and thank you for your content. Thank you, dude. Montez Ford versus Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix. Uh, sorry, um, I don't know. That's difficult. I would... <laughs> was that noise? Like a car driving down the road. I think I'd probably go for Ricochet at Montez Ford. I don't know who Ricochet is. Ricochet and Montez Ford. I don't know why. I mean, they're all four terrific athletes. Every single one of them. The Dive Kings. You throw Darby Allen in there as well, and it's just unreal. Felix T says, hey, man, first of all, you're an absolute legend. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. I'd like you. I'd like to know, what do you think of making Solana de la Renta the manager of the Lucha Brothers? She and Phoenix have a history at Lucha Underground. I think she'd be a great fit for that role, and Alex Abrahantes is too goofy anyways. I like Alex Abrahantes. I think he's awesome. I don't know much about uh, Lucha Underground stuff. It's one of those promotions I never got around to watching because I never had any time. I know that, you know, for, for a while there, it was awesome. But I mean, in terms of just looking at it at face value, no, I quite like Alex Abrahantes in that role, so I wouldn't switch it. But it doesn't mean that you, you know, you can't, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Trade somebody else in at some point, if it works. Whatever works. I'm happy for everyone to have an opportunity. Uh, Gent says, two things. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. How are you? Also, not a question, but I deal with some pretty severe mental health issues and listening to your podcast at work and your wrestle uh, what culture stuff has truly got me through some of my darkest days. So thank you. And please keep up the positive Pete energy. Well, my friend, that is the nicest thing that you could ever say to me. And if I've helped you even one iota, then it is my pleasure. Genuinely. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. It's very motivational and very inspirational to hear this stuff and very humbling. I never thought that I'd ever get any kind of reaction like that. And more importantly than all of it, I hope that you're feeling better. And never forget when you are feeling down or you're having some dark days, as you put it, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it doesn't make you a bad person. Obviously, you don't want to be there. It's not an enjoyable position to be in. But as a human being, you can never be 100% all the time. So be kind to yourself. Try and do something that makes you happy. And hopefully you get to the lighter days, more, um, well, soon, soon. Extraterrestrial says, how much of a possibility is it for Paige to make an in-ring return at the Rumble? I would say pretty likely. I mean, I can't remember what her injury is now, but I think it was similar to Edge's. And even if it's not, Edge has come back, Brian Danielson has come back, uh, Christian has come back. These are all dudes that were never meant to wrestle again. So when it comes to Paige, I would say 50-50. And at one point, it was probably 100 nothing. So, you know, we've, we've gone up the way. Eric says, who is the best tag team to never win the tag team titles? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I need a list in front of me. So I'm just going to say Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's in there, but there'll probably be a, a more apt one as well. Brendan says, WWE announced Edge as number two in the 2021 Royal Rumble, but then he won it as number one entrance. I often think I may be the only one that remembers this. I mean, I don't remember it, but WWE does that stuff all the time. It is, it's, it's WWE life. Zach says, do you think there's a chance Rollins beat Reigns, Lesnar beats Lashley, and then Roman wins the Rumble and challenges Brock at Mania? Well, we've done it, Zach. We've done it. Thank you for everything, Simon. I appreciate all of your hard work. You get an infinite amount of golden ups. Thank you, man. Means a lot, genuinely, and embarrasses me a little bit in a good way. McNichol, which is a great name, says, will Drew McIntyre be in the main event at WrestleMania with the possibility of Roman versus Drew or Roman versus Drew versus Lesnar? I'm going to keep this one quick, and I could be wrong, I don't think so. Insomnia says, in your opinion, after the Edge and Seth Rollins feud, do you think Rollins has leveled up as a megastar similar to Randy Orton after his feud with The Undertaker? No, because Seth Rollins has always been good. The reason that Edge feud was so, it was so good is because of Edge, but also because of Seth Rollins. That 2019 Hell in a Cell debacle threw him off the reins a little bit. He is brilliant. He is one of the biggest assets WWE have, and I love him. Tom says, how has your perception of wrestling changed after actually becoming a wrestler? Well, I was kind of doing this beforehand anyway, because I like to be respectful, but I rarely criticize, well, I don't ever criticize botches or mistakes. I mean, I never used to do that anyway, because human beings make mistakes. But I understand now, and I'm not saying that you can't criticize it, you can do whatever you want, there's no rules. But personally, you know, if somebody does, even does a headlock takeover, I've got mad respect for it, because I know how hard that can be and how difficult it is to learn. Obviously, some people take to it easier than others. And that's kind of, kind of ties back to the Summer Rae thing. I'm not saying Summer Rae was the greatest wrestler ever. And no matter what the reasons that she got to WWE were, the fact is she was still able to go out and do that in a high-pressured environment. So yeah, I just think respect. It's so hard, and I think sometimes people forget that. Well, they definitely do. They do. Uh, Falcon says, who is that one wrestler you love but most people are unaware of? Oof, well, that's difficult because I surround myself with hardcore wrestling fans, so I think most wrestlers everybody's aware of. Um, no, I don't think I have an answer. There's a bunch of British guys I throw out there, but I forget one, and then I'll be upset. 
So I'm just going to say a bunch of British guys. Zach says, with so many people on the AEW roster, could you name 10 contracts you wouldn't renew if you were Tony? I mean, Zach, I appreciate you, man, but no. I'm not going to sit here and fire people from their jobs. <laughs> no, not in a million years. Sean says, have you ever studied old territories to maybe add more to your moveset or repertoire? And if you have, which ones? Well, I have done this, Sean, but I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast because I don't know whether other wrestlers listen to it. And I don't want to give them accidentally good ideas as well. But no, I will tell you, I've been watching a lot of Mid-South recently. I was having a conversation with Doug Williams about this the other day, which is a nuts thing to say, but it's true. And I wouldn't say, I'm, 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 I'm borrowing's probably, I don't know if that's the right word. I'm being inspired by it a lot. So hopefully I can incorporate some of that stuff down the line. Absolutely. We says, does Moxie automatically go into the title picture versus page or could he do something else? Tag champ with Kingston feud with Cody. Well, it seems like we're doing Brian Danielson first. That can take up a few weeks, a few months if you wanted it to. I think eventually we will see John Moxie back in the title scene, but there is no point turning him heel now because it's not going to work. So I'd probably wait until a bad guy has the belt and then, yeah, and, and then do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's no need doing it now. It just, it wouldn't take. Uh, Andrew says, who is your Mount Rushmore of WCW wrestlers that never won the world championship? I mean, it's a great question. Can I find out wrestlers who never won the WCW title? If I can get a list... Right, I have a list here. It's only 10, but we'll go through it and we'll try and make four. Uh, Kurt Henning, yes, he'll be on there. Eddie Guerrero, yes, he's on there. Uh, no. Scott Hall, probably on there. And Roddy Piper, I would think. Yeah, yeah. They're my four. I mean, kind of. I really need to sit down and think about it. Uh, SF says, do you think the Mustafa Ali situation could be a work? Uh, no, <laughs> I appreciate your creativity, but no, it, it, it's not. It's a very, very bad situation, and I hope he gets his release. Damron says, where will we see Bray Wyatt again? Wrestling doesn't feel good without him. I don't think we're going to see him for a while. There's a small chance he turns up at the Royal Rumble. A tiny, tiny 1% chance. I could see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be totally surprised. I don't think we're going to see him in wrestling for a while. And now that I've said that, he will definitely back in 24 hours. Sith says, Simon, I really want to watch you wrestle again. Where are you wrestling soon? Well, I can give you a few dates. So this Sunday, I am down in Yeovil for UPW. And then I will be progress on the 6th in Manchester. But I'm not wrestling, I'm hosting. But it depends whether that works for you or not. And then I'm in London in the 27th which is a really big gap for me. So we probably need to plug that somehow. Um, but then from March onwards, I've got loads. So I'll drop those dates in, in the near future. But keep an eye on at Simon316, Twitter and Instagram, and you will see it. Quack says, would you like to see Moxie become the first two-time AEW champion in the near future? Not in the near future, but absolutely, if he wants to be the first one, that would rock. Marshall says, what is the longest long shot for a surprise Rumble entrant? No repo man, usual noodle for this one. I'll do whatever I like. Thank you very much, Marshall. It's my show. So I am saying Repo Man. And I'll also say <laughs> Kachika Ricarda. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would send people crazy. Uh, Matt says, expect the unexpected Vince keeps telling theory. Does this set the scene for the Rumble theory? Is the last man standing? And as the klaxon for number 30 hits, out comes Vince McMahon. <laughs> no. There's more chance of me being in the Royal Rumble. And trust me, I ain't. 
Uh, where am I going? TGB says, AEW has an amazingly talented roster with 10 guys who could be in the world title picture. Do you not see a problem upcoming considering there are only three hours of TV time per week? Even now, there's not enough time with guys like Kenny Danielson Miro off TV. Well, Kenny Omega is injured, Miro is injured, and Brian Danielson wanted to take some time off after some proper wars. I'm never going to get mad about a company having too good wrestling talent and people being employed. That's, a good, that's like a football team with... Uh, a squad full of internationals. That's what you want. That's what you want. And it's up to AEW to figure out how to balance them out. It probably means that some people's morale is going to take a hit because they can't be on TV all the time. But I'd much prefer this to the opposite. So I ain't ever going to complain. Terry, Dynamite is in Cleveland next week. Do we see Gargano? I will say yes, probably. I think he is going to go there. Ike Burke said, hey, Simon, what do you think about the idea that Daniels teams with Bear Country and starts his own faction? Christopher Daniels? I assume you mean Christopher Daniels. I mean, that'd be a weird one. What would they be? Bear Country Daniels? Chris Bear? I don't know. But yeah, sure, why not do it? Ben says, how do you see the split of MJF and Wardlow going? I'd like to see Wardlow win the TNT title and refuse to hand it over. You could do that. Could just have Wardlow beat the crap out of him. Could just do a basic match. They built it so well now, fans want it. It doesn't matter. As long as you get that moment right, which I believe AEW will... The whole point is to turn AEW, uh, to turn Wardlow into a mega babyface. And everything's in, in line to do that. It's been really, really good. I enjoy it. Uh, Matty Batsu did not pronounce that right at all. Not quite a question, but I would really like to hear your long take on Cody's promo from Wednesday. I don't know what else I can tell you. I really liked it. I enjoy how he blurs reality with fiction we'll go with. I like his delivery. I like him as a person. I think many times we forget how inspirational his journey was, given where he was in WWE as Stardust and what he is now. He has only improved and become a massively influential figure in wrestling. I liked all the things that we as fans were talking about, even the Brody, you know, the Brody Lee reference. I know that people have thought about that because I've seen people debating it. So yes, I, I, to me, Cody, I've said this before, I'll say it again, he's the most interesting um, person in all of wrestling right now, and I'm excited to see where it all goes. And that's all wrestling is about. Am I excited to see what's going to happen tomorrow? Antonio says, what's your opinion on the 2K22 trailer? I mean, it looks like WWE 2K, which, you know, as long as it's not the last one, it's no bad thing. But we've got to play this stuff. I don't get reeled in by trailers anymore. I have been... Um, around this game too long tony says do you know what responsibilities are going to look like at progress is there a comparable position at a mainstream company you might look to emulate well there's not you know or if there is i don't know because obviously you do the ring announcing but i also welcome everyone to the show i do some skits at the start in between matches i do little skits and build and you know reveal announcements it's more like you're the master of ceremonies which is one of the reasons i enjoy it so much um but no, I mean, we'll have to see how it evolves. I mean, I'm hoping to make it more in, in, uh, in uh, what do you call it, more of my own as we do go. But if nothing else, if we're going off the first show, it was just a load of fun and everyone's really nice. So what more can you ask for? Will says, do you have to learn your opponent's finishes or because they are often a version of something, you can just go in raw? Well, it's like any move. You ask what their finisher is and they'll tell you and you say, oh, how do I take it? And you'll go through it. And yeah, no, I've taken many finishes for the first time as the finish. And you kind of... You just learn as you go, really. That's one of the reasons wrestling is so damn cool. Uh, Eddie says, any chance you think we see Raquel Gonzalez at the Rumble? Very high, I would say. <laughs> My man Brian Adenson says, why don't you love me anymore? I still love you, Brian. We just have some stuff we need to sort out at TNT Wrestling. But we will. We will. I promise that we'll sort it out, as long as you understand what's going on. Nick says, if you could have Meatloaf do a wrestling theme for any wrestler, who would you choose and why? <laughs> That's a question. Who is over the top and absolutely ridiculous? I mean, there's a few, but they're all bad people now, so we don't talk about them. 
Who would I choose? A me- Who would be good for meatloaf? I don't know, you know. Sami Zayn. There you go. Cheers, brain. <laughs> we'll do that. Uh, I'm not reading your name out, but why in the world do you think WWE would make Ali stay when he wants out? I mean, I imagine it's ego and uh, everything like that. I believe they'll do another round of cuts in February. And unfortunately, I think he'll... Well, no, fortunately for him, the cuts are unfortunate. I think they'll just lump him in with that. I don't know why they do it, but that there's... Uh, there's prior evidence about how they operate. John says, have you ever seen such a bad name gimmick change as the one being called for two... Oh, right. So you're talking about Walter being changed to... What's his name? Gunter and just shouting his new name. Look, I don't even want to talk about it. I think maybe we talked about it last week. I can't remember. I've talked about it so much. I'm a Jewish man. And either WWE didn't look into the ramifications of calling someone uh, Gunther Stark which is irresponsible, or they did look and they did it anyway, which is irresponsible. It's just one of those things that I've processed, I've dealt with it on my own level, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't care what, again, I've told here before, I'll be Derek Manpower. (laughs) You can bring me into promotion and call me Derek Manpower and I'll be fine. But when we veer into other territory, then it's just bad and we don't want to do it. So if he had just been called Gunther, I'd be like, okay, whatever, it's stupid, but I don't care. I've got other things to worry about. But with everything else, it sucks and it's stupid. Handsome Andrew said, who was the best Rumble runner-up? Rusev was a runner-up once, right? In that awful Royal Rumble. So I'm going to say that because I wanted him to win and he didn't. MC Compton says, which actor or actress would you like to have been involved in a match and with who? Uh, Brad Pitt versus Steve Austin. (laughs) HD Brown, what is Triple M's finisher? Powerbomb. All in for Mox says, now that Omos is getting pushed as a singles, how would you book him? Exactly like they are. Keep destroying him and make sure he throws a bunch of people out the Royal Rumble. Uh, Dutch says, who are your top five best female in-ring performers in the world right now? Uh, well, I mean, I don't watch, you know, Joshi wrestling. So, you know, I, I understand I'm not talking about them. And I know there's some incredible talent out there. So, you know, you have to caveat it with that. In terms of what I watch, it would be Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Britt Baker, Serena Deeb. And I mean, she's not active right now, but Oscar, I think they're my, they'd be my five. I've definitely forgotten loads though, because so many people are so good right now. We kind of forget. Uh, My man, Dustin says, who can WWE put the IC belt on and push to make the IC title better again or matter again? Sami Zayn. You do it right with Sami Zayn. You book Sami Zayn. He's going to have a great match. He's going to make your title good. I mean, given the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura has held it for almost a year now and had like two feuds, not even that, two matches let alone feuds. It's absolutely crazy. Dari, in your opinion, who are the three best wrestlers bell to bell right now? Well, Brian Danielson, uh, Seth Rollins. Again, I'm missing out loads here because you can't... I'll do one from each company. So Seth Rollins, Brian Danielson, and Akada, probably. They would be my three. Uh, Substruction says tips for taking bumps. Get used to them as soon as you possibly can. Um, Sam says, as a pro wrestler, do you find yourself spotting things on TV so you may know what's coming next before the rest of us, signaling certain moves, etc.? Always wondered about tapping each other on the back during an Irish whip. Thanks. No, I don't think particularly. I think that's more about instincts, and you kind of get that in the ring depending on who you're working with. Uh, MFB says, hey, Simon, you're a legend. Thank you very much. Like Summer Rae. My question this time would be, who is your favorite male wrestler, female wrestler, and tag team for 2021? Keep on doing what you're doing, man, from one ball guy to another. So hard. I mean, male wrestler would probably be Brian Danielson. Female wrestler would probably be Britt Baker or Bianca Belair. Be close. And tag team, Usos, New Day, 
probably the Young Bucks. I really like the Young Bucks. I still think the Young Bucks are underrated. I'm going with the Young Bucks. Ben says, do you think there's a possibility of Triple H leaving WWE and starting a new company? No, because his family's more important to him. Everybody seems to forget about this. Can you imagine? Uh, Stevie says, who would you like to see win both Royal Rumble matches? We've kind of done that. Dinga says, should WWE split the bloodline at the draft and have Roman Reigns uh, stand alone? No, I, I like them together. I mean, you're going to have to do something soon, but I like them together. And last one is, I've just lost it because some of these we have already done. F says, we've seen a couple of mixed gender tag team matches lately in both WWE and AEW. What is your favorite mixed gender tag team match of all time? Have a lovely weekend. I don't know. Let's type it into Google. I mean, they're kind of matches that, in quote-unquote major companies, you don't see them all the time. That's a good shout, Internet. I think Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon would be up there. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really good. Is that Was it just the one you wanted? I'm happy to go with that. I enjoyed it so much. And get me, don't get me wrong. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm not an authority on this at all because I haven't got the... Uh, well, I haven't watched enough, right? I haven't watched enough to throw it in there. You need to do that. But... No, absolutely. I'm going to go with that. I thought that match was great. I'm still surprised by it to this day. And that's it. That's the end of the show. We've done it. We are, we, we are, we are through it. I wanted to get a Royal Rumble one up. I'm hoping to get another one up this week. But, uh, I mean, it should happen. But, but, but you never know. That, I, don't know what, I don't know where I was going with that. There was no segue whatsoever. I kind of just got to the end of the sentence. I'm like, I don't know why I said it. <laughs> there was no point. I'm sure they go up. You listen. You choose not to listen. And we go from there. Point is, enjoy the Royal Rumble. Enjoy anything you have planned before that. Enjoy anything you have planned after that. If you do have a special prediction, make sure you hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Simon316. My DMs are open. Please do subscribe to my YouTube channel. And search Simon Miller. It makes me feel good. Do the same with What Culture Wrestling. Also makes me feel good. If you're into fitness stuff, grillamind.com forward slash Simon. Just go to Simon. Get 10% off. I really dig that stuff a lot. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That's why this podcast exists. If it ever goes away, I don't know how the hell I'm going to justify this show. So thank you very much to everyone that does that. I'm on Cameo if you want a shout out, but otherwise, I appreciate your time. That is the commodity we're talking about here. Thank you for giving me that, and I'll talk to you again soon.